Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 331 of the podcast. You got a double your pleasure, double boys of summer coming to you today. On this episode, I have uh, Stephen and Christopher from the Is This Adulting podcast. I had such a fun time speaking with them and uh, digging into their uh, teenage years a little bit and a, a rousing game of MASH um, with some fantastic categories from both of them. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I'm sure you will. I want to thank Amanda for your wonderful email, my dear, and uh, also to just say, listen, guys, this might be the day you leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, on the iTunes store for the JV Club. Remember how I never ask you to do that, but it's always helpful and helps people find the podcast? Today might be the day that you do it, right? I'll talk to you soon. Oh, yes. Let's please begin my podcast as we do every week with a uh, very officious sounding throat clearing. Um, Guys, listen, we're in different places. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is uh, this may or may not be. I guess that's the only two choices. The first time I've had two guests and also three locations. Um, wow. This might, be, we might be, this might be unprecedented. <laughs> We're groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this out of the way first. By, by way of establishing where we all are, um, mm-hmm. let's give some sort of natural disaster most likely to happen <laughs> it, 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 at this time of year. I'll start. Earthquake! Mm. So many of them. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Are we technically in hurricane season, Stephen? I, I don't know. I've lived here my whole life, and I don't know what hurricane season technically is. Um. Well, then I'll say heat wave. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing, but we'll go with it. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's just some real bad severe thunderstorms. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe a tornado or two. Mm-hmm. I guess we actually didn't say where we are. <laughs> So sure. that didn't actually That's that didn't true. really establish anything. I'm in I'm in Los Angeles, California. Earthquake. Ah. Yeah. I am in Winston Salem, North Carolina. And I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, I guess it's not like you guys are so far flung from one another that you one of you has fire and the other one. Has oh, it's actually storm, tr- but. that's that's exactly how it works. Actually, uh, North Carolina is known for having extreme differences uh, within literally hours of each other. So, oh really? Uh, oh, perfect. Know, tor- tornadoes for me and avalanches for him. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Thank God I'm, for those dangers. <laughs> I know. It's it's a real hellscape here, um, politically and environmentally. All the way around. Um, yeah. I am uh, Googling most common natural disasters in North Carolina. I will keep you all. Oh, good. You know, great. Good, great. Thank you. Um, have you ever lived? Uh, you, have you guys lived outside the Carolinas? I forget. I have never lived outside. Uh, I've spent significant amounts of time outside but i've never officially lived outside of north carolina and i technically didn't even realize there was area outside of north (laughs) (laughs) wait Uh, until just now just now now. yeah i didn't realize (laughs) which is weird because i was just in la Mm -hmm. Um, yeah he just thought it was all in north carolina yeah i thought we were in western north carolina you thought that (laughs) billy joel's song i'm in a new york state of mind was literal in that you can only visit other places with Mm -hmm. your mind he just thought the city new york city 
comma North Carolina. That's what he thought it was. That's right. Well, no, That's I clearly right. know that New York, New York is a thing, and L.A. is a thing. I just assumed that everywhere that we go is North Carolina. And North Carolina is really in your heart. Oh, you carry uh, it with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And plus, if I go everywhere, I just assume the whole country is North Carolina. I don't have to worry about our leadership because they're not. They're the U.S., not North Carolina. Mm. Mm. Well, that's also true. God, you <laughs> really deep. figured out a good loophole. Yeah. So yes, deep. and the answer is floods. <laughs> floods. <laughs> yes. That's the answer. Oh, Wait, it is? hold on. Oh, Why is riot number two? <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh no. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte, we did make national news for the riot. I guess a while it back. is. I guess that's a, still, a natural. That's not a, is it natural? Well, it's it's natural that people get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Wow. How All grim. Right. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have two follow-up questions, neither of which have much to do with the other or anything we've discussed so far, but I'm going to call mm, them follow-up sure. questions anyway. Sure. Number one, does anyone know which of the Carolinas James Taylor is singing about in the song Carolina in My Mind, which, by the way, does work because we said New York State of Mind, so it's all coming back around. Yeah. Sure. I uh, I think it was North Carolina. Carolina. I, I, did he not, is he not from North Carolina? Maybe he is. I, I do not know, but I'm going to say it's North Carolina because South Carolina is rough. <laughs> it's, there is a healthy uh, just kind of competition between the two Carolinas. So, uh, yes, oh, it's, oh, it, it oh. is. He moved to North Carolina when he was three. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yep. That it's North Carolina, booyah, South Carolina. Oh, I'm glad to have that. Okay, so you so you know that you uh, you get to claim James Taylor. What uh, what what are the what does South Carolina s- say about negatively about North Carolina? That's too liberal. Probably, and we're not liberal. That's what's funny. I mean, uh, I am, but um, they're not. What do they say? They they call us Yankees. They, I know that they criticize our barbecue <gasps> because Uh-oh. they do a different style of barbecue. Yeah. Uh, they like to tell us that we're not special because they have such celebrities from them as The Big Show, Andy Dick, and Mary Louise Parker. So, is that oh. is that a common thing that South Carolinians are proud of? Apparently, <laughs> yeah, they're People very are proud. Name of dropping Strong Andy Thurman. Dick constantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Nobody talks about Andy Dick except for us. <laughs> <laughs> He's your wow. problem, South Carolina. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. Mm. He's been through a yes. lot, and he's put himself through a lot. Um, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, it, where were you guys born and, and raised then? So, you had not lived outside. Uh, were, how were you born and raised in the respective places that you now live, or elsewhere? I technically was born in Florida, um, which is probably where my weirdness comes from. But I we moved here when I was like four months old. Mm. Uh, and so I grew up actually in the town Chris lives in, Winston-Salem. That's true. And now I live in Charlotte. So I, I guess I'm North Carolinian as bad as I don't want to be. Um, it's better. It's better than Florida. Well, Janet, let me let me share this with you. Um, <laughs> this will give you this will give you a little background. So I recently uh, did the uh, 23andMe thing. <gasps> Just to get Ooh. like a little bit of background of yeah. uh, who I am and where I'm from and um I'll be honest with you, I was quite disappointed to realize that I pretty much was told I could not be any whiter, and uh, and also uh, I could not have been any more in western North Carolina, uh, because literally my ancestors moved straight from England to western North Carolina. Whoa. Um, 
And uh, yeah, yeah, so that's, uh, it was never my intention. It just kind of happened. To, <laughs> I uh, lived, I mean, I've lived in multiple cities throughout uh, North Carolina, like five or six at least, but I just happened to be back probably like 30 or so minutes from my hometown. Uh, it just, you know, life kind of brought me back here with the job and everything. And, uh, yeah. and I mean, I, I can't complain, honestly, which I would have complained a lot when I was in high school about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's definitely, I was just talking about that with with somebody, just the, the, the way that your relationship to where you're from can change as you get mm. older. And uh, like, you know, when I was younger, I think I would have always thought like, oh, I'm going to have this feeling about Tucson for the rest of my days. Like, I'm yeah. always going <laughs> to not care about coming home. I'm always going to not, you know, like I'm always going to, because there was a, definitely a long period of time where I just encouraged anyone who wanted to see me, including my parents, that if they wanted to, they would need to come to where I was. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I just wasn't, I wasn't down with Tucson. And now I feel bad about that. I mean, it was what it was, but now when I go back, I'm like, well, oh, this place is great, you know? So yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. that's just I a necessary that thing you kind of go through. Some of us go through when we're teens. 100%. Well, for me, I mean, I got, I couldn't get out fast enough. Uh, when I, when I grew up in Winston-Salem and it's so odd, I grew up and it was such a, I mean, painfully, painfully backwards place. Uh, a lot of like very racist things happening. Hmm. Um, very homophobic things happening. And like, it was what I grew up around. And once I got out, I was like, oh, the world. (laughs) Huzzah. And now I go back and it's like the arts city in the state and it's super progressive. And I'm just like, man, where was this when I was growing up? (laughs) Yeah. And and, and do people still associate Winston-Salem with like cigarettes and tobacco and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. It's it's interesting. Um, I, I mean, the part that's so unique about Winston is for the majority of its existence, uh, well, at least uh, let me be clear in the last like century or so, um, the, the importance of tobacco when it comes to just livelihood cannot be understated. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was something where, I I mean, I feel like what three fourths of the city at one point was being uh, just this one area, um, was kind of, even if you did not smoke, which was super rare. Um, yeah, no, they gave you a like a ribbon with a pack of cigarettes at the end when you graduated middle school. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it that's, was that's how you live your life. Yeah, well, and it was it was one of those things. It, you really think about the fact of you've got something like the now what we would kind of refer to as like the tobacco lobby, so to speak, um, right. pretty much saying, "Hey, look, like we can't." freak the hell out of all the people that are working for us and so uh and and so it was very much like a encouraged type of thing and um and it it is just very interesting to kind of see how they're still kind of uh here's my poetic moment for the day um kind of like the ruins so to speak of the remaining like tobacco factories that have been converted into all of these like modern apartments and you know studios and uh uh museums i mean all these different type of stuff like that um while there still is like the the very large corporate building that kind of hangs over uh the city as like a reminder of yep we're still here oh interesting that is Mm -hmm. a good poetic moment thank you i appreciate it it appears (laughs) looking looking online just out of curiosity it appears they've tried to go the opposite direction uh because 
like 30% of employment in that city now is healthcare. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're trying to be like, oh, God, y'all, we fucked up. We really messed this one up. Yeah. Like, sorry, can I curse? Oh, but yes, you absolutely can. Yeah, maybe it's okay. like, look, there's a lot of healthcare jobs uh, because we need a lot of healthcare here because we <laughs> got uh, all of our boomers, mm-hmm. pro- you know, are maybe suffering the results of generations of like, you know. It's yeah. okay to smoke. It's what have another pack of cigarettes kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's very it's a very uplifting place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the art, the stuff, the idea of stuff being converted and you know the old tobacco factories, like that's oh yeah, you know that sort of yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's it, it's something that we've talked a lot about this with people of North Carolina, like any other place, has great things, it has its bad things, and that's just kind of part of it. But um, you know, there's there's a lot of good things to be able to be said um, mm-hmm. in those moments when you need it the most as a reminder of like, why do I live? Oh, oh yeah. Cause this is, it's filled with good people. And um, there's some, I mean, there's not many places LA being kind of like the few examples of this where you can kind of so quickly get to both the ocean and uh, the mountains, you know? Yeah, um, and, and, that. uh, and that's a cool thing about the state that not many places can say. That is very cool. I would love to go there. I, I definitely, I mean, I've not, I, I've said it over and over to the point now where I'm kind of annoyed with myself that I, it's, at some point the, the, the conversation has to change to not like, I, I should go because that's where my grandfather's from and mm-hmm. that's where my mom lived till she was 14. Um, mm. And then at some point it will actually be like, guess what? I finally got around to it and did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. just really good at only going places because some kind of work thing comes up and then I'm like, what mm-hmm. a great excuse to see a place I've not been before. And so that has not yet happened with uh, sure. North Carolina, but. You got I'm a to. big girl. I should be able to get on a plane and go there. <laughs> yeah, come on down. I was going to say we uh, here in the South, we got that Southern hospitality. We do. And if you want to, if you want to take a look after my baby, you can come watch the baby and hang out. That, and I'll let you sleep you in know the nursery. What? You are so. You cannot wait to get babysitters. You are so ready. Yeah, yeah. You don't I like even how you're... have that kid yet, and you are just ready to go. Oh, you're saying oh, please yes. come enjoy our state by sitting in my living room and watching okay. my child while nah, I go enjoy you the take state. Take the baby out to hike. You take them to the mountains. They're gonna be great. Oh wow! So they're like <laughs> taking the baby everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Baby likes to go on adventures. Okay, <laughs> just not with you. Is that what you're suggesting? I don't like the way I said it. Like I call myself baby. Like, baby likes <laughs> to go really on adventures. Yeah, you really mm-hmm. did. That's a dating profile that I would skip past real quick unless I decided oh. to hover on it just for a laugh. Like, oh, baby likes mm. to go on adventures. Listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested. Baby likey, baby likey beach. Baby mm-hmm. likey mountains. Mm-hmm. Baby likey. Well, now, so you, how long have you guys known each other, and where did you meet? For our for our listeners who may not be familiar with your "Is This Adulting" podcast, which I sure. have had the pleasure of doing twice. Mm-hmm. Yay! We yeah, we just released that live show. Nice. Um, I yelled at you a lot during it. I hope you know it was all out of love <laughs> and comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I yelled at you too. I'm not sure. I just remember I there was it. a lot of whispering and then yelling. Mm. And thus the ref, the uh, rift between the two of us uh, oh, began. That's right. That's right. And so the tension is so difficult in this video away. conference right now. I'm just yeah. I, I'm the one holding There's this thing together. I'm the glue. Yeah. Right. Un- unfortunately, uh, I'm I'm poisoning you with a high pitched frequency that um, Christopher. I'm sad to say you're also experiencing, but yeah. everybody <laughs> has to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. He's just a casualty. And I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're uh, collateral damage. 
Uh, oh, I like that. Ooh, that was well good. done. That was Does so everyone good. know that was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Because I haven't seen I it, do. and I and I still said it in no terrible uh, Arnold voice. If I remember correctly, it's very bad. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. It's very very bad. But we okay. So we met in a weird way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up in North Carolina, like we said, and when you grow up in North Carolina. If you're 98% of people, uh, or at least when we were coming up, you grow up religious. Or yeah. at least and at so, least partially so. You know what I'm saying? Least, yeah. Like the, like the, I mean, it's kind of similar to uh, my friends who are Catholic or Jewish who end up saying like, yeah, we would go, but it was more of, you know, it's the societal expectation. Mm-hmm. So sure. Right. Except for Chris and I, <laughs> we were like very into it. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we were super involved. Yeah, we were like super Christians in just the worst way. Uh, and so we actually met at like a retreat type of thing. It was like a youth event type of thing. Yeah. And and we met for roughly five minutes. Uh, we were in a skit together because, of course, youth camp. Mm-hmm. And, and then, we were theater kids. So any yeah, chance to yeah. do something theater related. You bet. It was all just... You know, it was all just internalized homophobia. Anyway, uh, we we met at this church camp, and then we separated, never to see each other again, until today. No, no, okay. Today, yeah. <laughs> we started a podcast. What a twist. Today we released a hundred and <laughs> however many episodes. It's been a pr- it's been a productive day, that's for sure. Yes, been very busy. No, we <laughs> we so we didn't see each other again until like six months later, mm-hmm. and. I had just graduated high school, literally that day, and I had a graduation party, and we had a lot of mutual friends, and so he just somehow got roped into coming. Yeah, it it was like we were all going to, like, there was a group of us that was going to hang out afterwards, and then they just said, just come to Steven's thing, and I was like, that's kind of weird, but okay, sure, and so I went. And in very Chris Grimmett-like fashion, Mm -hmm. he didn't know me. But he walked up on stage and gave a speech about me. All right, let oh, me explain no. this. Let That's me explain amazing. this. Th- there is a very specific reason why. It's not because I'm a because complete, no one loved me. It's not because I'm a sociopath, which is what it sounds like, <laughs> or a narcissist of just. I would like to hear my own voice here. Um, <laughs> thank you, Grandma. Do you know but, what? The my immediate thought was this sounds like something that would happen in a Will Ferrell movie. That Will Ferrell would do that. So that was. <laughs> yeah. I went straight to like Wig. a goofy, funny. Yeah. Well, comedy, it, but it was, please continue, it was somewhere in, it was uh, thank you. It was somewhere in between. Um, it was, uh, you know, there have been different people giving speeches and everything. Uh, and um, uh, Stephen's dad uh, kind of pointed to the table that I was at um, and was and just doing what, you know, any parent kind of does uh, that. It's just kind of like uh, anybody there want to like say a few words. And it's a bunch of like awkward teenagers who uh, most of them. It doesn't matter whether it's a church situation, a high school situation. When you ask a group of teenagers uh, a question, it's almost always going to be met with complete silence. Um, Agreed. And uh, and uh, it was one of those moments where everyone looked around at each other and and no one was saying anything. And I socially panicked in that moment, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, it would be inc- especially being you know Southern hospitality, it would be incredibly rude if no one at this table, after being asked to say some words uh didn't say something and so i like i I went out of my like had an outer body experience and i just started standing up 
as my mind was saying, why are you doing this? You should <laughs> like you are not the one at this table that should be standing up. But oh like it was God. a long beat and no one had said anything. Yeah. And so next thing you know, I'm walking up there. And I mean, it's like, Stephen, you had a lot of people there. It was a big party. Um, and what can I say? Uh, I was very, very unpopular. But my parents had a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just quickly. I'm walking up there. Um I'm, I'm passing some of the people who had just spoken, like, you know, some family members, uh, w- like your like first grade teacher or something like that said something. Sure. F- um, fifth grade. Uh, fifth grade. Why do anyway, I know that? So anyways, <laughs> I'm just passing by awkwardly and I get to the mic and I have to say something at this point. And for my, like, the only thing I had going for me was the fact that I knew that me and him were going to the same college. And so I just really leaned in on the cheesiness of just being like, I'm, I'm super excited. Like, I don't know Steven very well, but I'm super excited for the friendship that's going to be able to come and a bunch of other like rant. I'd have no idea what I said. I just was. I don't either. Cause I think I was looking at you like, what the f- you're like, who is this dude? And why is he on stage right now? Um, uh, but yeah, so I, uh, I panicked, and that's what happened. And sometimes when I panic, I give a public speech. That's interesting, right? (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Welcome, everyone, to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Titan Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tights and Fights podcast. Tights and Fights. Nothing that you have said has dissuaded me from feeling like this is a scene from a movie, like a buddy mm-hmm. a buddy movie. So uh, yeah. I want you to feel free to start writing the script. I can't tell you what happens next because uh, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to that on this podcast episode yet. But uh, <laughs> it's a it's okay. a that's a great flashback. That's a great yeah, flashback. What I would agree. your what would you guys third... be wearing in your flashback? Like what would your hair Ooh. and clothes have be mm. in this oh, flashback? Oh man, rough. <laughs> oh my gosh, I we, we had right two very then. different. We had two very different styles uh at that time it was a little bit more similar uh steven went through a lot more uh what would we describe it seasons um, uh seasons is a good word uh, <laughs> you know you've heard of that yeah. song seasons of steven it's on rent uh i did i did change like the seasons as Katy perry is told us that song hot and cold was about me uh-huh um Amazing. so you're in the presence of royalty i Okay, so by this point, I was fairly normal, like, t-shirt and cargo pants boy, uh, hair that I did absolutely nothing with that was way too long, 
uh, very definitely wearing some sort very of like, like the Bieber look and the, and the, yes. the the kind of not it's not a bowl cut. What would you say? Like the very long. It's kind of like a bowl cut, like the, <laughs> the stylish version of a bowl cut, which was very mm-hmm. popular yeah. at the time. Uh, yeah, it was that except probably a little too long in the back. So verging on mullet, uh, <laughs> the Bieber mullet, and then just like a turquoise like T-shirt usually and like cargo pants. Now, what he's talking about is. Uh, the first year of high school was was tough for little baby Steven. <laughs> and uh, he he rebelled against everything. So, I mean, if we're going toes up to head, I mean, I was wearing Vans, but they were the Vans with like the big tongues, like those skate shoes that they used mm-hmm. to make. Uh, oh, yes. Wait, and it's important. So, it's important to say, Steven, did you skateboard? No, absolutely. Yeah, not. I just wanted <laughs> to, I scared. want to clarify that for everyone. Uh, I Thank once you. rode a skateboard down my steep driveway and almost got hit by a car. Oh God, <laughs> so. I'm sure. I I don't think I've ever. I mean, I might have sat on one and like scooted along a sidewalk, it. but that's about it. Yeah, I was sitting on it and using a broom handle like a <laughs> like a sort of oar. <laughs> sure, sure. Got to sure. navigate As through the waters do. of the uh, yeah. I was an only child. It was a weird existence, but <laughs> same thing. I, uh, so yeah, Vans, then like black cargo pants and or skinny jeans. Um, chain wallet. Sure. Just, oh yes, wallet with the chain. Uh, then we'd move on to that studded belt. You know those things? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. far Chrome you're describing essentially what I wore when I was a freshman, so I can't oh, judge you very well. Oh, y'all have been friends. Chain wallets were not a thing for girls, really, but... I, I, mm. Mm. Yeah, I, ooh. Then we get up into a way too tight band shirt uh, for a band, probably like a Taking Back Sunday uh, or an all-time low. Well, that would have been more later in high school, I guess. Wait, are but, these like Christian rock bands? Uh, some of them were. Okay. Uh, these are like pop punk bands. So like My Chemical Romance. Oh, sure. Uh, Simple like Plan. era. Simple Plan. I just yeah. had a, a Taking Back Sunday I've not heard of. And then the, also the word Sunday was in it. So I got scared oh, that maybe it was. No, they are not. You make it all the way up to the hair. Oh, the hair. Uh, it was long. It was swoopy. And it was fire engine red. Oh, uh, wonderful. And yeah. the reason it was fire engine red is because my my sweet, sweet mommy and daddy, uh, they said, no, you're not dyeing your hair, period. And I said, yes, I am. They said, no, you're not. And so I got the stuff that washes out and I would spray it in my hair at school every morning and then wash it out before I got on the bus. <gasps> that is oh, I didn't realize you did that every single day. Yeah, every single Whoa. day. Uh, I have... And so I didn't take any pictures with my when my hair was red because <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble because I was a goody goody, and so yeah, but, there's no pictures. But of you it. were my a goody goody, but like one. you were a goody goody kind of, but it was like a half and half. Maybe you were just a goody. You weren't the goody goody because you were uh, a goody at home yeah. and was a, a non goody. Yeah, a baddie goody. I was a goody baddie baby yeah. like baby likes <laughs> adventures. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh gosh, well. So he was uh, he was a little bit more of uh, the dangerous one, which most people would say, <laughs> what are you, are you talking about, Chris? That didn't sound even slightly dangerous. <laughs> However, w- in comparison, um, I promise you he was the bad boy. Um, I Here's the best way I can describe myself. I would say that I looked like an off-brand version of one of the Disney characters. Sure. <laughs> uh, um, the only difference is I was significantly more insecure, and I 
really overcompensated with the type of clothing I would wear. Um, so it wasn't just like American Eagle and Hollister and all that type of stuff. Be- and what was the other one? Uh, the one that smells so intense. Yeah, yeah, Abercrombie. Oh, yeah, that's um, the one that smells. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> well, the one a, that smells so intense. Powerful cologne. Um, yeah, and so like I would I would do that. And I mean, the sad reality is I did that because for two reasons. The first reason being, uh, to me, I was seeing I, I I understood I was really falling to their marketing scheme of this is what cool kids wear, especially like the whole idea of like it's expensive, and so um, if I can overcompensate by showing uh, that I have expensive clothes, um, and of course I didn't have tons of them, I just kind of would rewear the few expensive clothes sure, I had. Of course, um, but uh, there was that, and then I mean the real thing is, which me and Stephen will get into, is we both dealt with a lot of body issues um, mm-hmm. uh, for guys and we both struggled a lot with weight. And uh, and so I would always wear – I didn't wear T-shirts for the majority of my life because I wanted to wear things with collars because I felt like I could wear an undershirt under there. And, and the sad reality is like kind of feel like I could keep that as like a w- – what's the thing that you do that like – is it a guard – not a garter uh, – like a corset, corset. like a yeah. yeah. Like the sad like a, reality. That's what it was. A girdle, like, a I girdle. Was, a girdle. Yeah. yeah, I was. Of course, it would was, push up mm. your cleavage, which I guess is not what you were after. Well, <laughs> well that's what I was after. <laughs> but but yeah, and so I I was I was very preppy from a look standpoint, uh, but from personality standpoint, I was just I was like a one of the. Uh, have you ever heard of Lizzie McGuire? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little bit like uh, Gordo. Was that the guy's name? Um, sure. Yeah, I was a little bit like that. And similar hair as well. Hair just was a complete mess. It was like a mop on top of my head. Uh, yeah, that that was me. Is that a decent description, Stephen? Sure, except for you had that one Honey Smacks t-shirt. Well, that wasn't until... that wasn't Every until, picture I've ever seen. That wasn't until senior year when I lost 40 okay. pounds. And I overcompensated then by wearing nothing but t-shirts that had humorous things on there. Because then I was like, <laughs> pay attention to my shirt and not to how I'm feeling. Right. <laughs> Wow, you really it's did use clothing in a in, a, in a, some ingenious ways. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. Uh, and so, so what... Was your relationship? I know that you you were saying that you guys were pretty into it, and and you went to youth camp and all that. What um what would you say your your relationship felt like to God at the time, and then and mm. and what changed, if anything? Which I feel that you've implied that something did. It doesn't really matter what type of group that high schoolers, and this is not just high schoolers, but since this is the gist of what the show is about, um, uh. For me, what it provided first and foremost was community, and mm-hmm. uh, my family like we we went uh, to church, but it was more social. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, we were more. I guess the best term is nominal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you know, um, uh, and and so I, I wasn't for the majority of my life. I wasn't super aware of most of like the traditions and like the stories, like so many of the people around me, uh, did, like I, I kind of grew up in church, but very passively. Um, and it wasn't until high school where for me, that was my first experience to where I felt like I was able to channel all of my energy, all of my 
desire to talk, to, to think, because I did, I, I did enjoy thinking too and doing different types of uh, just like having deeper conversations no matter what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I found, you know, I found a home there and, uh, and sure, was there plenty of problematic things that came about it? Yeah. But, uh, I also found a home in, in, in the theater group and I found a home, uh, in a few other type of, uh, places as well. And so, uh, for the longest time, uh, it, it, it was more of a, a social aspect mm-hmm. and it wasn't really until college for me that I started doing what so many people do and kind of pushing back in, in, in any and every area of my life to be able to really like do an assessment of what is it that I believe, whether that's faith related, whether that is politically related, whether that is sexuality related or often all of the above, yeah. um, as well as many other things um, where I, I, you know, we did continue to be involved uh, in like faith based type of community things. However, uh, the one thing I will say is compared to many of them, it was far more of like a like progressive group that kind of helped show me what does activism look like? How does, you know, the, the way I've joked for so long has kind of been a situation of, uh, no, not that type of Christian, but mm. insert, no, that not that type of, you can put any, anything, you know, whether that mm. is humanist, whether that is, uh, atheist, whether that's Muslim, whether that's uh, um, Jew, whatever that might be, you know, there's so many uh, different types of things. But um, it, it for me, it did, it, it kind of has taken many different seasons from social club, which is just the reality of what it was, to the standpoint of it took me to places like mission trips where I started seeing for the first time in my life, uh, poverty mm-hmm. and and pain and sickness and parts of the uh, country. I, I never did an international trip, um, but parts of the country where I saw a very different experience than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since, uh, hence that's also kind of what changed beyond the fact that I lost weight and that's why I started wearing t-shirts. It, it really was also like, I started feeling a lot of guilt in some good ways, some bad ways of just recognizing at the time I would not have been able to refer to it as privilege, but, uh, uh, but that was the very beginning of what I was kind of wrestling with. And, um, so, you know, I, I think for me, I, it was, it was a, it was a necessary tool. Now, could I have, could I have used other ways of doing that? Yeah. But I was, I was very much the rule follower. I was very much the straight edge kid where I, I did not drink. I did not smoke. I did, I, I did none of those things, um, in high school. And, um, and that was kind of my outlet and format for trying to figure out who I am, uh, uh, for good and bad. Is that a decent way of describing it? I would guess, Stephen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, think I mean, there's a there's a lot right. more to it, but just for the sake of keeping oh, yes. it, just keeping it within you know, right, like the high school, early college experience for now. Yeah, I grew up super evangelical, like. I'm having a child and I was going through all my old books and I'm like, God, there's a lot of books about Jesus. Mm -hmm. What what is going on here? Like, where is like C spot run? It's like see Christ heal. Um, And like, I'm going through and I'm going like, Oh my God. And I come to this book that I think sums up my early childhood very well. And the title was mommy. Why don't we celebrate Halloween? Mm. Wow. Uh, 
and my wife and I went through it only to find it's basically because like it's the devil's sure day. Don't sure do it foosball is the de- like it was very much like wait foosball Bobby mom from the what Bobby it- Boucher's mom from the water boy foosball's the devil oh sorry I thought you were just talking about like the, the like foosball itself I was like wait it, it was, yeah, is there something devil related about that you don't celebrate Halloween no, so- by playing foosball all night I do yeah that's what we did. <laughs> And that's what that's what's sending y'all straight to hell. Um, no, so like I grew up kind of that way. My parents got a little more moderate. Uh, well, my mom did. Uh, my dad did too. But my mom went even so far as to be a progressive individual now. But I was raised that way. And so for a long time, I was like, I was the kid that, I don't know, I, I had some pretty messed up ideas about the world. Um, I, I was never, I never really had any issues with say racism or things like that, but I said some things growing up that were definitely homophobic. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of like super weird ways of, I was going to protest against abortion and like, it was just, it was a mess. Um, and so I, I was really strongly involved in all those things and it became a social club, but it also... I think for a while I almost had this like superiority complex mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, well, I make the right decisions. Sure. I do this. I do that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people have that experience. Yeah. That's yeah. like, I mean, I think that's, you, you were, you were in a culture that does kind of encourage that sense of, I mean, it, at its, at its worst, it does have that kind of self congratulatory, you know, yes, put yourself on a pedestal kind of thing and and at its best it, it it i think it brings to the table some of the stuff that that you were talking about chris where you know good good works you know acts of good work and acts of yeah. charity and all of that kind of stuff um you know i i feel that way about the mormon church too and what i would say too and i'm not cutting you off uh steven pl- please yeah. continue oh, no, about sure. but but what i would say is that you know um like i just think that people who go through experiences like that um are are kind of some of the most valuable members of society now because you know because hmm. we like I'm not and again I'm not trying to like push anybody into being political per se but I do think right, that right. any person who's sort of um you know whether they're you know whether whether they d- did things in some sort of like heretical way and then became born again later um that can mm-hmm. be a little tricky because again you sort of can get that um I was like you, but now I'm better and now can be like me, but, but there is a side to, you know, that, that I think there's a, maybe a mellower side of that. Like someone converts to Judaism as they get older and, you know, that, but they, but they understand Mm -hmm. what it's like not to be a believer. Um, but, you know, perhaps more germane to this conversation to be able to have been in those environments and to um, be a part of that culture and understand where all of that thinking comes from can lead, yes, to, you know, like anger and resentment in, in some cases. And that's something that I've experienced, you know, from time to time with stuff that I was told when I was younger. But um, but also like how valuable to 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 have an inside view, because so many people um, in, in the country right now, right. Are like, I don't understand at all 
why or how someone could have done X or why or mm-hmm. how someone wouldn't vote for Trump. Like there are people, you know, people were like, you're crazy. Why wouldn't you vote for Donald Trump? And then the other people on the other side are like, you're insane. Why would you vote? Like, and so I think there's when you figure out, you know, when we figured out that there was like such a massive divide to the point of like shock and grief on, some, on, on you know, some people's parts, um, how, how right. valuable to have guys like you who, you know, who are like, look, you know, maybe I don't necessarily 100 percent feel the same way but and and it can be very frustrating to be around i'm not putting words in your mouth but it can be frustrating to be around family members who don't believe you and i'm speaking for myself don't believe the same things you believe but but i think Mm -hmm. ultimately it's so necessary because you're part of a generation that you know as things kind of progress and i think progress and progressiveness is is a good way of putting it um Mm -hmm. whatever that means is like you know that to to sort of be have to be attached to a past and a future and and i don't mean to say Mm -hmm. that it's the future is it shouldn't be evangelical i i guess my opinion is that it shouldn't be so i'm like i don't think that anyone's surprised to hear me say that but from so for me (laughs) for me the sort of like you know the generation that's like i i can't believe that gay marriage was ever illegal that like that to me that is a goal so yeah, um, yeah, but I think getting there, uh, it's really important to have you know people who are like, no, 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 I'm a bridge. Like I get it. I I get this. Mm-hmm. Whole, I get this way, and I get this way. How can I help communicate the reasoning behind some of that stuff, and and maybe change minds or whatever? Yeah, I, right. Something I was gonna say is, uh, you know, I thought a lot about the idea of place, and what I mean by that is, um, so for example, the house that I grew up in is the exact same house that my mom, for the most part, except for a small period of time early in marriage, um, she lived there from the time she was in fifth grade on. And so I grew up in that same house. So my family has pretty much, there's been someone within my family living in that home for, what, 50, 60 years at least, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and And so the idea of like, you know, place can have a really big part of things when it comes to your identity and uh some places or some people more than other because if you move around as much you end up forming your identity kind of outside of that place but um so in the same type of sense like there's so many things from whether it's faith whether it's your family society all of those things start mixing in together uh and mm-hmm. into like a, a to both a good and hot mess, depending on the day, mm-hmm. um, to where uh, there's so many things when you start thinking about how you were shaped, uh, it's impossible to be able to disconnect part of it because it it formed you so much whether you wanted it to or not. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I and I mean, the funny thing is anyone who listens to our show will, will know that Chris and I are both about as far away from that upbringing I had as you can be. Yeah. Um, at this point where i mean we're we're so left that i'm scared we're going to come back around like we're, <laughs> we're i mean our 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 politics and our social beliefs tend to gravitate more toward why aren't we living on the west coast somewhere um but or at least not in the southeast right but for me it was it took getting out you know it took and not getting out of the southeast obviously because i've never really lived outside of north carolina but it took you know, getting out of that small town and it took watching these things happen even in high school of me being in a verbally abusive uh, and physically abusive relationship. 
or me watching my friend get kicked out of his house because of who he was mm-hmm. or seeing my friend driving my friend uh, to another city because she was pregnant mm. and she didn't know what to do. Mm. It took me meeting all these people and having these experiences to realize like, wait a second, like these things that I claimed to have believed at one point and the things that I was saying did not add up. And so all of a sudden it became, how do I, how do I write the ship and you know, whether or not I write it the right way and how, religious I was in a different way I was all of a sudden the religious left Mm. um and I think that there's ways that can be helpful I guess but I mean I'm also with you Janet I don't see a future that's evangelical as positive right uh because I'm not a super duper religious person anymore but at the time I think it was just trying to find that balance and steering between and so like growing up in the south I mean Geez, I, this is a. These have been, both been long-winded answers to your question. But they should be. There's, that's just, a big question. What What am I going to do? Expect you to like give a one-sentence answer when I ask about your relationship to God? <laughs> right, <laughs> was good. Uh, yeah, it just it gave you that. I, I and I don't. I'm not speaking for Chris, but I'm speaking for myself. That superiority complex that you know, y'all both knowing me, you know, Christopher obviously better than Janet, but even Janet knowing me know that I don't hold a lot of worth within myself. And I blame my religious upbringing for that because I think that a lot of my anxiety when it comes to my feelings about how people feel about me comes from thinking I was such a piece of garbage then that I must still be a piece of garbage now. Mm. Um, And so a lot of my anxieties and stuff, uh, and Chris has seen this come out a lot, even on our most recent trip. And uh, I have been working on it and have been getting better. But I mean, Janet, you even unfortunately had to see it when we were at PodX <laughs> and me constantly apologizing to you and feeling like I was getting on your nerves. And like, as soon as I left PodX, I was like, what was I doing? Like, I I legitimately was like, I think she's just nice and wants to be our friend. And I was sitting here being so weird and awkward and probably annoying in that. And so I, I now I'm like, oh, well, that was stupid. But those anxieties in the moment, a lot of it I do blame on that kind of weird superiority complex and trying to steer back on track so hard that I probably went the other way. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it certainly makes sense to have so strongly identified and be and have been identified during those formative years as a certain type mm-hmm. of person. Um, and I think, you know, a, a lot of us... Uh, you know, Brandon and I, and, and Brandon and I actually talked about it a little bit because we were, we, you know, I think that kind of environment, um, for those of you who don't know, but probably between the two, uh, podcasts you do know, but we were both at PodX, mm-hmm. which was this really fun, um, convention and kind of performance, uh, weekend of v- various yep. podcasts in, in Nashville. And, um, and Stephen, you would continuously use the term imposter syndrome, um, to sort of describe how mm. he felt. And I think, um, it absolutely does make sense that you could have had, because that was like such a strong, such a strong point of view that you were kind of born and raised with and then to kind of pull away from that that absolutely could cause that and then also that kind of place causes that I mean I think you see it it's and and whether or not someone's admitting it openly or you know pocketing it away or um feeling it on, on, on in some other form um I think it's it's always weird to get together with a bunch of quote unquote peers um 
when you know somebody is you know getting people out of prison and somebody else has like is also like on a hit show and somebody else is a youtube star and somebody else is like it it, it, i think people it's we're we're such a uh you know what like the now i'm totally giving the longest winded answer ever but we no, like we're, we're you know we as creatures it's kind of we I think we've established just listen to a few episodes of Radio Lab that like we do compare and we want to categorize and that's like you know brings us some great qualities and then it also um, when it flares up and becomes like a fever then it becomes racism and becomes you know bigotry and and all that mm. kind of stuff because there's this this need for us to feel like we understand our world because we're, you know, and, and the more stimuli we get, I feel like the more, um, in those, in those in-between phases, the industrial revolution, a technical technological revolution, you know, all those things. It's like, how do I wrap my head around this? How do I understand this? And, and so, you know, people fear the other and all that kind of stuff. So those are all really big answers, but, um, sure. But we want to, we compare ourselves to others, right? We can't, it's, it's like a, it's, it's inevitability. It's, it's like you can't, and then, and then the job becomes like, well, how do I make this comparison in, in a, in a, I'm going to do it. So how do I do it in a way that, um, I can still take care of myself. So I'm not, you know, looking at this person going, well, you know, you know, this girl moved out to LA when she was 18 and she's, you know, she's been working forever and she's got a academy award how i'm i must be garbage compared to that because that would be Mm. that you know that i'd like to have one and i probably never will like that's you know that's one type of comparison there's another type of comparison that's like oh that person seems um really successful but super unhappy so i guess i would i guess Mm. that's a a different definition of success and, and how do i take care of myself and and not feel like an imposter um in a room full of people. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like, and, right. and when oh, I go yeah. to cons and stuff, I think that's very normal. Like, you know, people go to a Comic-Con, again, I'm using the entertainment business as, as my mm-hmm. best example because that's what I know, but you go to a place and like, everyone is comparing themselves to everyone else. Like even, you know, oh, yeah. even Chris Pine is probably like, I'd like to be an Avenger. Like, why am I, I'm one of the Chris's. Why am I not? Why, <laughs> why am, am I, I not, not Captain America? Like, I don't know, you know, it's different, very, you know, depending on like where you are in your mm. career. But, um, but anyway, my point is I understand and, uh, and it certainly makes sense, uh, on, on a whole other level because of what you just told me, you know? Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's the case no matter what, like you said, I, I we were just at RTX in Austin and, we were there for the event and I was, we were fortunate enough to get to sit down with, uh, one of the inspirations His name's Greg Miller, uh, from kind of funny, uh, used to work for IGN and he is the reason that I wanted to create five years ago. I was working a dead end job and hating it. And he was the voice in my ear on a podcast while I was sitting outside in the cold doing this job that told me, Go create something if you want to, because you can. And we were fortunate enough to get to sit down and do an interview with him. And then later on, we were at an event for people who were industry, quote unquote. And he came over to me on a rooftop bar or whatever and just started talking to me for like 30 minutes. And you want to talk about imposter syndrome. Like, I'm like, you're the reason that I do this. And like, you're talking to me about how, and he was talking about, you know, I don't know half these people. They don't know who I am. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't feel like I fit. 
And to hear him say that or to hear you say that is always encouraging because you go, oh, wait a second. Okay. I, everyone feels this. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, how often do you feel that when you're growing up? I mean, look at the politics of middle school, high school, college. Oh, God, yeah. You compare yourself constantly. I mean, that's where cliques come from. I mean, I was, again, Chris was as well. We were theater kids. And everyone knows what that means when I say that. <laughs> Just like everyone knows what it means when I say they were band geeks. Right. Or if you say theater nerds, like everybody knows that means they were a bunch of like wild, horny kids <laughs> that liked to dress weird and put on shows. Like, yeah. Well, it's cool because it, I mean, yeah, I I agree, and I and I there you go again because like I am going to be predisposed to mm-hmm. when I hear that about someone. Like I'm, I, I people don't do it on purpose, right? It's like if someone said like you know, hey, I was a young gymnast, I wouldn't have a positive association with that one way or the other just because I didn't grow up around kid gymnasts and I didn't experience what that must have been like and what must have been really hard about that and also what must have been exciting about that so I can't it's not anyone's fault that I can't attach a a personal feeling about that um intellectually I'm like I'm fascinated by that tell me more but when Mm. someone says they're they were a theater kid like I I admit that I do you know, kind of go, Hey brother, Hey sister. Like, because I feel (laughs) my assumption immediately kind of is like, Oh, you and I would have gotten along when we were younger because it, because it was such a raggle taggle group and it was a place where, you know, and I, and I think I've, it's been reinforced over the years doing this podcast that so many theater kids from so many places, um, all had this kind of similar experience of like, you know, it was kind of the click that you could go if you didn't have a click and you could be, you know, mm. an uptight perfectionist and, you know, b- become a lighting designer. Uh, and you could be, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there were, you know, the techies, like the techies, even within the theater, like the actors and the techies, different types. But there's mm-hmm. this sort of unifying bond that um, and I think, you know, it, for me, too. And tell me if you guys feel this way, but. That feeling of creating, uh, like you were saying, Stephen, just about um, being inspired to do so, that fig- that feeling of creating something together is very specific. And it's probably true of like a robotics team. You know what I mean? Like you put a robot together. You literally put something together and that creates mm-hmm. a bond. <laughs> um, and I'm sure it's true of a debate team, any competing sports team. But for me, that team was theater. And the connection that you make with someone when it's a group of people you know, putting a thing on and, and practicing together and, you know, having rehearsals and having weird conflicts and, you know, like feeling insecure about being a performer or, or feeling left out because you didn't get a part this time. But all that stuff to me creates that sort of family, has a family feeling to it. And that was that I needed that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, something when I like reflect back on my experience and I've been doing a a lot of this kind of like self-reflection lately is I had a very similar, but also in some ways a very different experience with theater. Um, Like I I went there because I loved goofing off and and I loved relaxing. And I felt that was one of the few places I could do that while simultaneously I, I was a person in high school and I'm curious, you know, not necessarily uh, if, whether or not y'all have experienced this, but um, I'm curious if there are other people out there to where for a long time, 
not only do I connect on the idea of I didn't really feel like I had a group, but I would go even like one step further of, of even for me, I felt every group I tried to be a part of, um, I, I felt like I, I fit in about half, like 50% and I was having to fake the rest to be able to make, like, I felt like I was, I was not nearly talented enough to be a part of the sports group, but I, I enjoyed sports and I was able to, I was, I was able to bond with them. Like I, I felt like I had many, many close friends, but I had zero best friends, uh, or, mm-hmm. e- or even close friends for a long time, um, until later in high school. Um, and, and in theater, I felt like I was able to laugh and do those type of goofy things. But, I, um, but at the same time, at, I wouldn't have been able to word it this way at, at when I was younger, but, um, uh, but theater is a place where for a lot of people in a lot of different backgrounds, the same thing with band where they can feel this is where they can finally have fit in. And I felt in some type of ways, like I, I was kind of co-opting their experience because I also didn't feel like I could completely connect with their, uh, background. And, uh, and, and it, like every single group I was a part of, I felt, I felt like I only was halfway able to pretend what I was doing. Like, I mean, theater was, came easy to me because of how much I was pretending for so long. Mm. And that sounds like, um, it it sounds like I'm being poetic again without meaning to, but, uh, like really, I I genuinely found myself, many people would have thought of me being very popular and the reason why people may have thought that was because I technically could get along with anyone um, for the most part. But mostly that was because I was between using humor and uh, trying to honestly mimic the things that I saw. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I kind of went at, about being the most bland person I could be uh, in order to be able to kind of mix in wherever I needed to be at the time. And because of that, I didn't really, I, I looked into so many social groups I was a part of and was witnessing very, very close relationships. And I was either experiencing surface level or, uh, or just still not nearly the same of what everyone else was. And so I would end up through different seasons going into different type of um, groups, uh, many of them at the same time, and just kind of feeling like I'm always the person walking in to the uh, conversation a few minutes late. I don't know if you've ever mm. – uh, there's this show from Nickelodeon called Hey Arnold, um, and uh, there's this one character that would always kind of be like the heavy mouth breather <laughs> that would like – you would just they would turn around and he would be there <laughs> like I, for so much of times that's what I felt like I was doing I was walking in late and I was able to think enough on my feet um and use humor and uh and acting to be able to fake my way through it I think that's I mean I, I first of all I don't want to if you're hoping that I'm going to say like that's very unusual and you're uh, singularly special in how hard that was, <laughs> no, I, I, I will. I, I mean, I, hope, I know you don't. I, I, I think that's, that's the case. He, I think it's massively common. And I will Good. just say this: a, I think that is really hard. And b, um, and I, and b, the, there's one upside to it, which I will say because I think I've spent a lot of my adult life feeling like you, um, because mm. there are, I, I I have a lot of. I feel like I have some neat connections with people, but a lot of those people hang out together all the time. And then I find out later, like, oh, you guys all went to, yeah, I guess I'm not, 
I'm not really the, like, I don't get those. I don't get, I'm not on that email chain, even though like, Mm. you know, I I, I love you guys, but I'm not, but I do think that like, there's a lot of weird, especially in high school, you, you may have skirted some of the really awful, like, oh, and then that person I thought was my best friend did this to me or, you know, so-and-so yeah, didn't speak right. to me for, a, because some of the, when you're, when you are really, really embedded in a group like that, um, the downside of that is that, you know, th- like feelings get hurt so easily and people do cruel things mm. to each other, even if they don't, you know, they later regret it. And so I think there are some things point. and some like you know just somebody's like oh i'm just so tired of seeing like oh i can't listen to someone so tell me one more time about such and such you know so there is some there believe it or not i do think that you may have actually spared yourself some of the like unnecessarily crushing stuff that happens to yeah, a lot of teenagers you know, I, i've never thought about that before and i think you're totally spot on because i i really kind of for so long live by the motto of leave them wanting more. Totally. <laughs> and so, totally. And so I would be there just long enough to be able to help them r- remind them, oh yeah, we like this guy. Uh, but then I would leave before there was too much emotional connection yeah. and in order to avoid probably pain and yeah. closeness at the same time. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together, we host a podcast called... The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand-up comics. We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on, on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan, and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy, and so we celebrate stand-up, and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to co- talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com. Org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. Oh my God, guys, I've, we've been talking for an hour. I have not even begun to dig into this MASH game, so I probably should. Oh, we should. Uh, You're right. Lean, lean into our MASH game since there's two of you, um, and we want to make sure we get all our categories covered. So mm-hmm. why don't... I start with ye old favorite um, your the three places that you would want to have a vacation home, and that can be real life places, or you can delve into like you know impossibilities, like the bottom of the ocean or Mars or uh, the Shire mm. or Ferndale. Nope, that's not what it's called at all. Whoops. <laughs> were, were you gonna say Riverdale? Is yeah. Ferngully. Yeah. <laughs> Fern Gully. <laughs> Feel free to say Fern Gully. I don't, I'm not a huge, I'm like not a, I didn't grow up with Lord of the Rings, so I don't, I'm not a person that automatically remembers. Um, but thank you. Yes, that is exactly what I Rivendell. meant. I meant Rivendell for okay. sure. All right. Okay, so is that three for each of us? Yeah, three for we each of us. We can do either. Oh, okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah, that's why I didn't uh, want to like, you know, limit you in case one of you felt stronger about like an imaginary place and one of you felt stronger about sure. Fiji. Uh, I think for me, big, big fan of the idea of Greece, because I am Greek, and I feel like I should 
lived there. Great. Uh, so big fan of Greece. Big fan of Hawkins, Indiana uh, Ooh, from Stranger Things. Wonderful. Just because I like weird shit and I kind of would find it amusing to see all these kids riding their bike around acting like it's the end of the world. Great. Uh, and then, I mean, probably, and this is a real dark turn, Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to end up dead. But like, <laughs> it'd be a fun thing to watch the pageantry of it while I'm That's not. right. Sure. All right. Here, here are my three. First one, the world of Harry Potter. Great. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, use that as a as a broader sense. Love um it. second one, the world of Pokemon. Um, because I loved it growing up and it has every possible terrain and you get a walk around, you don't have to go to school and you just get to compete for badges with all of your animal friends. Um, Great. and uh and the final one Let's just do something pretty. Let's go New Zealand. Great. 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 Okay. Uh, let's do um, the next perennial favorite. Uh, three foods that for whatever reason uh, you don't, you can't consume in perpetuity in this reality, but in our alternate reality, you can have at the snap of your fingers with zero ramifications. No consequences. None. Oh my God. God. Uh, okay. Do you need a second, I mean, or you got it? Sweetie? I. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty there. Great. Okay. Uh, God, I'm so focused on like specific things. Uh, number one, just an eggplant parm sub. Great. Like, y'all. Wow. Give me like a. Oh yes, like a hot sub. Oh, I had one for lunch, and I'm probably gonna die because of it, but it was great. <laughs> um, yeah, eggplant parm sub. That's a big one. Uh, my mom used to make this dessert called Chocolate Delight, uh, and it's like a shortbread crust with pecan. Mm. That was actually my nickname in high school. I don't know. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> I did know that. That is a surprise. Uh, oh, it's so good. It's just chocolate pudding and cream cheese and uh, sugar. And, oh, it's, oh, it wow. sounds gross. It does. I don't know. I the, the Yeah, the cream sounds cheese. Sounds pretty good to me. But, the, but the, for sure you had me at shortbread chocolate, um, pecans. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yes. So good. And then just all the sushi. Yeah. Great. All of it. Great, 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 great. All right. My three, macaroni and cheese. Mm. God, it's been a long time since I've had mac and cheese. What is wrong with me? Yeah, what is wrong with you? I've had like mac and cheese like twice this week. (laughs) Um, uh, You said no ramifications, so I'm leaning in on that. Please. Uh, uh, Next one, ice cream. Uh, Great. Just I could eat it every day. If it wasn't bad for me. Uh, and finally, this is a very specific one to the South, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is chicken pie, not chicken pot pie, chicken mm. pie. Yes, chicken chicken pie, pie is a very different thing. It is pretty much chicken pot pie without the vegetables. <laughs> 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 and the bottom crust. <laughs> yeah, and bottom crust. Um, yeah, it's Great. way worse for you. Um, Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cut out those pesky vegetables. God, who wants them? <laughs> mm-hmm. Need some color Ugh. in my food. Blah. Oh. Oh, uh, okay. How about uh, the talent that you wake up with tomorrow morning and have just downloaded Matrix Style Three? Ooh, mm. talent. Uh, I guess it would be. Oh, God, I almost took it in a weird joke. I was like, the ability to not hate my job? Uh, Listen, there's no. a lot of people who would agree with you and would take that talent also. but mm-hmm. Right. If, if I had a talent, I honestly would like really like to be able to create visual art. Mm-hmm. 
like any I, painting specifically. I think. Yeah. My talent, and I just learned this term recently, so I'll explain to you if you have never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I would like to be a polyglot. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a person that is able to speak a very significant amount of languages. Oh, that did that's a uh, wonderful word. I did not know. Uh, yeah, it's in the community. Uh, the, I mean, these are people that often know 15 to 30 oh, to 50 languages. Awesome. Um, I would want to speak as many languages as possible. Great. Uh, give me two more for each of you. Ooh, two more. Oh, two more talents. Mm-hmm. I want to snowboard. I forgot, y'all. <laughs> I've always wanted to snowboard. Snowboard, great. My entire life. And dunk a basketball. Those are my three. Great. One actually viable or one actually like important one and the other two is just fully selfish. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, uh I think I would want to be able to play baseball at a professional level. Great. And I like that you really said that just, like you could watch baseball now at a professional level. <laughs> like someone's saying you probably could, watch believe it or not. Great. Here's the thing. I do. Wonderful. <laughs> and then I think just the ability to magically snap my fingers and my dog's nails are trimmed and I don't have to pay to sedate him. Ooh, dog <laughs> nails. Just dog, just dog grooming in general. What a great and, Yeah, and Janet's be. is to snap her fingers and have her dog's anal glands oh expressed. Oh, my God, guys. Ugh. No, no more I've context, had a everyone. boy dog before, but this is just something. He's. I guess it's his terrible teens now that he's, what, nine months old? I don't know how that works. But um, Okay, how about um, do you guys want to do the movie? three movies i know that we kind of played with it a little bit um with the vacation homes but actual movies that you can jump into and hang out with all the characters and stuff three movies Ooh, with the characters too Mm -hmm, that's where mm -hmm. that's where you get me if it was just the world it'd be different but hang out with the characters uh well my favorite movie of all time is 1991's disney's beauty and the beast uh so probably that i mean I, that that castle looks pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, the Sandlot. Great. Probably from growing yep. up. And then I'm trying to go with something modern. You know what? Give me some of those sick, sick assassin skills and put me in John Wick. Great. Uh, Great. Unless I don't have the assassin skills, in which case, <laughs> uh-oh. Run for your life. You're safe. You're uh, safe. All right. Here are my three. I'm going to use one that I've already done, but it's just, it's it'd be too important for me to not. Yeah. And that is... Harry Potter. Yeah, double up. Give yourself uh, the chance to get However, yeah. there are two others that are dramatically different. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, Ocean's Eleven, because oh, uh, I would love to be a smart crime guy. Um, smart crime just guy. The, yeah, just the best one in town. Um, and finally, uh, this says a lot about me, and it's my, uh, it's my guilty pleasure, but I'd love to be in the world of Fast and Furious Great. because I'm so bad. At, I would just love to drive and feel like I'm just a bad boy. <laughs> Great. And, and family's important, you know. It's That's very right. important to Fast and Furious. That's so. right. That's right. Oh, way to sell it. Um, in a way, family is important in all three of mine. Wow. Well, what does that say about me? That's, that's, that's special. <laughs> that's true. Um, it begins, you make your own family is the lesson from looking at all those various ver- versions of I family. I guess that's true. Sure. I guess it is true. Um, which is great. Okay, uh, let's do romance, uh, no holds barred, real people, fictional people, any age, any uh, do not do not have to be human, uh, three that you would like to have romantic ex- escapades with. Baby likes adventure. Romance. Ooh, baby does like adventure, <laughs> y'all. Baby mm-hmm. likes adventure so much. Uh, 
All right. This is, ooh, hopefully this is getting cut out because I'm sitting here going, um, uh, Christopher, uh, do you, do you do, want to go first? Oh, uh, I thought you were And you don't have to do all one. three at once. You can like, you know, Aww. you can you can toss out one at a time as you think. All right. So here's here's my first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was too old to have a crush. Not really. I was around the same age. But uh, I would have picked and still will pick Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical <laughs> um, because I was in love with her at the time. Um Let's see here. Some other ones that I want to go with. I will go with. Uh, oh, I just went blank on her last name. Uh, she is in America. Uh, she's in Ugly Betty and uh, Oh Superstar. America Ferrera. She is such a wonderful person in every yeah. possible way. So, um, her Delightful. and then and then finally one more. Stephen, do you have any? While I'm thinking of the last one. Do I have any that would require me to actually have been doing what I was supposed to be doing? No. Uh, I think, okay, so maybe out of left field, I don't know. Since I was in high school, I've had a crush on Amanda Pete. Oh, I think she's very crushable. Yeah, like I just, I don't know. She just seems very, like, <laughs> very crushable. Yeah. She's very crushable. <laughs> I know, I don't know who that person is, but I still agree with myself. Hmm. No, I like it. I dig Good. it. Um, Oh, oh! What's her first name? Melissa, I believe. Fumero, uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I need to make sure it's that is her first name because yeah. I, if she well, hears this and wants to be my friend, you, you I look need that to up. Make sure I've it got, is Melissa Fumero. Okay, good. I've got good. my last one. She Steven. is Santiago. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, Steve, I got my last one. Okay. Uh, inspired by my past and doing mash mostly when i was at a younger age uh i'm gonna do hillary duff because i was in love with lizzie mcguire great and i mean for me it's 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 lola bunny y'all from space oh great you you do love lola bunny yeah there's a whole episode about our show about how i was in love with lola bunny (laughs) you were you were weirdly into lola bunny Mm -hmm. i get it I was listen listen this is a, no one who listens to my podcast on a regular basis is surprised to hear this but like I was pretty impressed and remain pretty impressed at the amount of times Fox Robin Hood from Disney's Robin Hood oh, shows yes. up like he That's really true. had an impact on girls and boys probably but he really like he really That's crossed true. over the kind of anthropomorphic anthropomorphics like sexy times Ooh. like for sure um yeah, you know, yeah. As we've been talking, I realize I was sticking to society's gender binary, mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about the obvious one that I talk about all the time. Lola, you're out of here. <gasps> oh. uh, Donald Glover. Oh, you got bumped, Lola. Let's mm-hmm. just place Donald Glover on Let's there. Let's do it. For, ha- for half a second, I thought you said Danny Glover, and I was about to say, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's some strong nah, opinions. He's too old for Danny. that shit. That is oh, a new piece of information. You. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, what a dream. Uh, okay, next category. Do you guys have any categories, by the way, that you're like, oh, I hope she asks me about da da da, because I wouldn't want to omit that um, accidentally. Oh no, this gosh. is your this is your world, right. and I am in okay. the ball is in your court. okay. Yeah. Great. All right, then I'm not going to worry about it. How about three? Well, let's do the three people. Like again, fictional characters or people um, from any 
place and time, but three people that you can lean on. You know, you can, you're having a bad day and you can basically just conjure that person and you just know that um, these three people would like just have something to say that would bring your spirits up. It would be meaningful. It would make you feel understood and heard and, and you know, feel, bring mm. you some joy. Hmm. Tucker, the dog from the Facebook videos. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Y'all, it's it, we all know the dog I'm talking about. Well, He's a and, golden retriever. And, and if you and, don't, Google it, and then you will yeah. quickly realize. You'll be like, oh, it's this, this dog. Yeah. Um, I like how I'm also going with a dog. I'm like, the good boy, uh, that white fluffy dog that they filmed the video and put the words of like, you can do it. You can do the thing. Oh, great. Do whatever you want. And I, I do love that. And I think just, you know, I need somebody to lean on, somebody who's encouraging uh, friend of our show and yours, the most encouraging human I've ever met, Hal Lublin. Oh, great. Just, he seems like one of those guys, you know? Mm-hmm. A delightful, a delightful human being. Love it. Mm. All right. My three. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with two that may be, may be very simple, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say my wife is one and my dog is one. Wonderful and wonderful. Um, Oh, I forgot about my wife. <laughs> and uh and I need one more. I'm going to say uh this is going to be a very uh specific one, but I'm just going to kind of can if they're brothers, can I combine them? Yeah, sure. Into one collective? Yeah. I'm just going to refer to the McElroy brothers uh, as a whole. Um Great. since they've brought me joy in many times when I needed it most. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, okay, great. Next category. Let's do. Let's do. Have we had a place where we live yet? Well, we did the yeah, kind of vacation, vacation home. Homes. Oh, we did. Yeah, so we did. You're right. You're yeah, right. I that's forgot sort about of, that. Um, that sort of covers that territory. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of something just like totally new that is um, shockingly new. All right, I've got an Shocking. idea. Oh yeah, I've got an Please. idea. Please, okay. We since we are a mental health podcast, yeah, and we joke all the time about what well, we joked with you about being the anxious boys of summer. Yes, yes. Uh, medication. Uh, no, we, we we do need to come up with one like funny insecurity that we have. Stephen, are you game with this? Well, we need three though. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but we, you'll end we, up we with one. Up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I'll go ahead. And- I found the category online of food that you find on the floor of your car in this world. So. <laughs> oh well, we we've already done food though, so we need to do something. Yeah. Let, let's let's stay on brand. How about that, Stephen? <sighs> All right. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll give. I'll start. I'll start with my first one. Um, and this can be fears. This can be anything. Because uh, me and Stephen have a bunch of funny fears. Um, uh, my first one uh, is going to be. Uh, this is going to sound. A little bit wild but it's toilet snakes um yes uh, and that is uh if you don't know what i'm referring to it's a snake in a toilet <laughs> that happens in real life you should be horrified too um, um i'm gonna do, do that one i'm gonna do uh i hate uh taxidermy mm-hmm. and not even for the ethical reasons because i'm deathly afraid it's going to move okay um yeah and so something like you remember like the bass fish that sang that was so popular for oh, a while sure. yeah that that was my nightmare for like five years Understood. um and let me see here one more fear um 
I'm always afraid of uh, – this is a weird thing that I don't think I've ever said before. I'm always afraid of wedgies. Mm, okay. Just getting a wedgie. Yeah. And I don't know why, but – I mean, it'd be painful, but I have always – if anyone gets too close, there are times where I've thought about that before. So randomly, that's my third one. I love it. I love these three fears. They're great. Oh, I have to have fears, don't I? Yeah. Uh, You've got for some. me, uh, number one fear, obviously, anyone who listens is mascots. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very afraid of mascots. Number two is dolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like creepy porcelain dolls. Mm-hmm. And number three is going to be the fear of how much I love Star Wars. I don't know. I was trying okay. to think of something at the end. We're going to say Star Wars. Okay. Nope. You know what my fear is? Getting hit in the head with a baseball at a baseball Ooh, game. Oh, yep. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. I kind of fear that, too. But it's worth it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't, I actually enjoy baseball games, but it's just not something that I would, I like, I would need someone in my life who was, um, who was like, I'm taking you to this baseball game because I would happily go and have a great time, but it's not something that has like made its way into the rotation of like, this is a plan I'm going to make for me and someone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, okay. I got you, Varney. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Get let's get it going. Um, and then, well, do why don't we do, do you want to do like a kind of a serious one at the end that is like three actual sure. sort of uh, fears that um, you could have conquered? And it can obviously be the same, but I, uh, since you might mm-hmm. be happy to live with toilet snakes, but um but well, uh but you know Janet, you're still getting to know me you, you will go, realize yeah. <laughs> that i am not happy with you can go deep that. i mean like I'll, just to, as an example like i fully would put death as my number one like fully yeah, yeah, would yeah. put death as my sure. number one fear to overcome so if you want three want three fears or you know insecurities like a fear that you would like to just kind of have um this mash game well sure. in our alternate universe you'll i mean it. it's death worthlessness and failure okay, right death mm. You weren't expecting to write those down, were you, Janet? <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, only Not in the, the start sense of this that game, I think they're profoundly common and very, very yeah. reasonable fears to want to conquer. I think I might yeah. still put, I think I would put spiders. I mean, I just, it bothers me <laughs> so much that I'm still so afraid of them. It really bothers me. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, darkness um, is one for me. And... Um, and I know that's kind of like broad, but that's something that has always, it's always just like the, the kind of like the unknown. Um, mm. uh, so uh, that one, I am going to, I am going to say snakes. Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be toilet snakes. That's especially <laughs> scary, <laughs> but snakes so in general. Snake. Yeah. I mean, snakes in general, really, yeah. I, I, I wish I did not, I wish they didn't have so much power over me, yeah. but they do. Um and then here's my last one that's a more, I mean, this is a more serious one. Um, I mean, the other ones are too, but this is a little bit more of like a genuine heart-to-heart one. Um, I just have a lot of fear about never being able to feel fulfilled and find like true meaning and happiness and satisfaction in like my career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like I've had so many moments where it's, there's been aspects of it. Yeah. Um, but I just, mm. as someone for myself who I've jumped around to a lot of different type of things, it's hard to not beat yourself up and say that you're the common denominator. Um, sure. and so I have like a lot of fear of, will I just maybe somehow be the one that doesn't figure it out and i know that's not the case because that's the case for so many but that is something that often uh, just kind of haunts me 
No, so. that's getting heavy. That's a good one. It that's is. a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, good. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to do a separate uh, little doodle for each of you so that it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily tied to the same. Yeah, I don't want to live in number. his world. So, um, <laughs> so, so Chris, I'm going to go with you first. Uh, I'm going to start something. Just tell me when to stop. Stop. Great. Uh, Steven, I'm going to start something. It's a different shape. Okay. Uh, tell nice. me when to stop. Sure. Stop. Great. Um, okay. Since we're all recording, uh, I'll just do this. Feel free to talk to each other. I'll probably still sure, be able to respond. Yeah. But, and then, uh, Julian, you can probably whittle this down. Yeah. Okay, guys, I have your results. Um, nice. Okay. I am feeling pretty good about them. Uh, I'm let me think too. about how to tell you guys some of this stuff. Um, first of all, I want to, you know what? I'm going to do the fear pair first. I'm just going to kick it off with a fear pair. I want yeah, you both sense. to know that, Stephen, you have conquered your fear of death. Yes. Chris, wow. you have conquered your fear of darkness. That's good. Okay. Uh, That's good. You, but one, the, but the, there's some stuff that you're still going to have to contend with in this alternate mm-hmm. universe. Um, Chris, for you, unfortunately, it is your fear of wedgies. Okay. And Gosh, Stephen, it. unfortunately, okay, but... Stephen, you do hold on to your fear of mascots. Shit, fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... The only way that would have been more perfect is if I also still had my fear of toilet snakes because that would literally be our <laughs> oh. two number one fears in this world. So uh, You take the good with the bad, the bad with the good, guys. Yep. Uh, yep. All right. There you have the facts of life. Chris, and there you have them. Chris, I want to reassure mm-hmm. you, you doubled down on Harry Potter and you received Shut double up. Harry Potter. <sighs> So not oh only do gosh. you have your vacation home in the Harry Potter universe, but you also are like just hanging out with all those characters and sort of like popping oh, between the different what movies. A cool world, um, y'all! That's I swear to God, that's so if awesome. Gotham City was what happened and there are mascots there, I will have my fear of death. Okay. Here we go. I don't want you to worry because you have a vacation home in the kooky, spooky yet adorable Hawkins, Indiana of Stranger Things. Yes. Oh, that's nice. And when you want to uh, pop into a movie uh, to get some good feelings, I, rest assured you got Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yay. yeah. Yeah. So that's very nice. Oh. Unfortunately, uh, Stephen, you you have a shack in Hawkins, Indiana. Uh, Chris, <laughs> you have a mansion in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I own what Hogwarts. a snob! You're going to become a total Harry Potter snob, I'll and take you're going to as long as it's that that shack from the first season of Stranger <laughs> you're Things. You're going to have the shack. Yeah, you're going to have the charming oh shack from Stranger Things. Um, uh, I want you guys to listen. You're going to be bopping around, doing all this traveling, uh, popping into mm-hmm. movies, going to your vacation home. I want you to rest assured mm-hmm. when you're hungry, uh, Stephen. You get as much chocolate delight as you could possibly want. Yes. Never makes you feel <laughs> sick. Just always delightful. And uh, Chris, same goes for you with none other than your friend Mac and Cheese. Oh, that's good. So well done on that. Uh, I want to uh, applaud both of you for um, uh, your fantastic talents. Chris, you are a polyglot. 
Oh, that's you so exciting! So many, which will be perfect so for the la- the la- the places I'm living. That's right. That's right. Oh God, oh, God knows so what some of these uh, yes, critters like in Harry England. Potter speak. <laughs> well, yes, but there are other there are other things Touché. too. I'll Touché. speak creatures and stuff. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Stephen, tongue. you are a parcel tongue. Listen, I, I got to tell you right now. I think your your fear of snakes. You're going to get over that. That's inevitable <laughs> because you're going to oh be around God. parcel tongues and stuff. You might even be or a I'm just gonna, we don't know. Or I'm going to literally be able to speak to my biggest fear of all times that I can't escape. <laughs> you know what? It. That's called talk therapy. Uh, okay. And then Stephen, you are a phenomenal painter, so that's very exciting to me. We all. Uh, know that. that leaves us with <laughs> two remaining categories. Um, uh, Stephen, I want to let you know that you have a very, very good friend and companion in uh, the good boy dog. Mm, yes, oh. and my and my dear, you certainly ended up with my favorite person on the list, Donald Glover. Oh and yeah, then, oh, and then uh, Chris, you—I uh, don't know how this is going to work out. This is actually going to be a little tricky, but um, okay, you 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 did end up with Hillary Duff. But you also nice. have your wife. <laughs> so. Hey, all I'm saying is two things. One, my wife will not disagree with that. And okay, two, good, good, that good, sounds good. like an amazing win-win. Good, good. I'm glad to hear way. it. I'm glad to hear that she I, would be on board for that because I, I get to I hang out with my lot of fun. my childhood crush and my adulthood crush. Yeah. This is amazing. Aww. Yeah, yeah. My adulthood crush is Donald Glover. So yeah, I mean, oh listen, the, uh, everything. I think everything uh, came out very, very well indeed for you both. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, there, there's just one last thing remaining for our, our time here on the podcast together, which is for you to to take some sort of responsibility for singing some mm. piece. of of Don Henley's Boys of Summer. Sure. I can absolutely I can absolutely do that. Okay. Um, the question okay. here's what oh, I want. Sure. Here's what I want. I want you to not discuss this beforehand, and I want you to both start singing something from that song, and we'll see if they're just wildly different parts of the song. Oh, oh gosh. my gosh. Okay. I feel like they're gonna um, Yeah, they're gonna be different. Because my immediate Okay. Okay. Chris, this is this sing? is my favorite part about this too. Are we gonna sing on three. Okay. Uh, ready? Yeah, yeah. But let me just let me just explain. I am horrible at lyrics, and so. Oh yeah, you can make up lyrics. That's fine. Yeah, I'm just gonna be singing, and let's see what happens. Okay. Are we so. gonna try to sing in the same key? If I hum a note for us. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, or no. I think it's better if we don't even. <laughs> if we yeah. don't. Okay. 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 Cool. This is, I'm excited about this. This is the first time, unprecedented first time. I'll count down. I'll, I'll let Janet. Okay. Count. Okay. Three, okay. two. One. I can't see you. Yeah, I couldn't even get through. Don't look back. You can never look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were definitely oh, in a completely different spot. That was very pleasing to me. The fact that I got to hear two totally different parts of the song intermeshed is is mm-hmm. uh was, was a superb treat um boys one of us knew the song had words oh that was great no <laughs> yeah. no I, I wouldn't change a thing uh Theater thank you rhythm. so much for doing the podcast i've been looking of forward course. to this i'm so glad that we technology allows us to do it from three different cities uh we're very yeah. metropolitan slash cosmopolitan and sure. uh everybody uh you should check out is this adulting the podcast anything else that you would like them to know uh guys you can follow uh that podcast on twitter by its own name what else uh, yes, it's uh is this underscore adulting on twitter and instagram uh 
we have a Facebook group that is really active, and it's a support group for uh, people to vent about mental health. Uh, that is the Is This Adulting Best Friends? Uh, so that is a great place there. And if you need mental health resources, uh, our website, is isthisadultingpod.com, has tons of mental health resources, a blog that our listeners uh, contribute to and are able to share their stories. And uh, just a lot to surround people and realize that even though we make a lot of jokes and we laugh and have fun, uh, the message is you're not alone. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I love what you guys are doing. Um, uh, so, so yeah, much. yeah. Thanks, guys. And uh, those of you uh, who aren't the two people I'm talking to, but are the rest, <laughs> I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.